Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. This episode was recorded at Spotify Studios, L.A. Hey, y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. This week, actress Gail Bean talks to me about trading frustration for gratitude. Gail's word for 2024 is receiving, meaning that instead of obsessing over what's missing in her life, Gail plans to count her blessings. When life is lifing and waves of disappointment feel like they're going to pull us under, Gail knows gratitude is what keeps us buoyant. Sometimes we allow our wants to devalue what we have received because you want something, right? And instead of you focusing on what's right in front of you and what you've received, you're focusing on what you want. So then it, you allow it to have you in a state of frustration because you didn't get what you want instead of a state of gratitude for having what you received. Hi, sis. Welcome to the pod. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Oh, I missed you. I know. <laughs> like, this is... Ah! Okay. <laughs> You're here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I'm obsessed with you. I think you were just a talented, beautiful... Um, You're just on the precipice of so much, and I'm really excited to, like be a part of the rocket that's going into outer space. Um, But just in general, you're just a lovely, lovely person. And I think that all who know you, like, you know, on screen, obviously we're enamored by your performances, but I think all who know you off screen know that you're just one of the most genuine, kind people that you'll ever meet. And I'm grateful to call you a friend. I'm grateful to call you a sister. I'm grateful to call you a fellow actress, black actress, proud black actress, um, and I'm really excited to get to know you better. Oh my gosh. Uh, thank you. <laughs> what do you say to that? I mean, honestly, just from watching you and then getting to know you, I just have such a deep love for you. Like, Ditto. 
so this is this is like the highest compliment Aww. because I, I was a fan. Aww. I'm I'm I was a fan and now I'm a friend. Yeah, so exactly. I'm a I'm Ditto. a friend. That's <laughs> like it's the best one that happens though because yes. it doesn't always happen, right? Like you meet people and they're lovely, but you don't necessarily like click. And I feel like we've clicked. So I want to start there. Uh, can you tell everybody how we met or when we met? Do you remember? Okay, well here's the thing: when I met you. It was watching you on Dear White People. That's when I first met you. And then I always was like, oh, my gosh, she's just so gorgeous and so talented. And she seems so amazing. But then I saw you in the Wale video. And I was like, yes! Yes! Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it just... Honestly, when I seen you in that video, like I already loved you on Dear White People, and then I saw you in the video, and I was like, "She's such a queen." Oh, like, thank I was like, you. "She's such a black queen." I felt like it took me back to being a little black girl and seeing representation, because you know, for a while we grew up and people didn't really use black girls in videos. Yeah, so <laughs> it was just amazing seeing you in that light, and then actually being honored and put on a pedestal mm. that you deserve to be put on as a black queen mm, you know thank you so i was like yeah man i love her <laughs> <laughs> that was a good moment in yeah. time and then when i finally met you i had already been watching you so much and following you on social media to where you know you meet somebody and you feel like you know them <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so i met you we were at the stay macro party yes okay good. you mm-hmm. remember okay. and we both were being represented by um, Erica Tucker. Yes. At AMPR. Yes, shout out to E. Yes, shout out to E. That's my soror. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was like, I just started talking to you like, hey, hey, we both are rep by Erica. I'm a fan of yours. And yes. you're like, I'm a fan of yours. And it was, just, we had our whole fangirl moment. It was just a vibe. And it was a vibe ever since. And it's been a vibe ever since. Yes. And so much has happened. So much since, has happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since we met. But thank you for for saying all of that. I mean, even like the Wale video, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was such a moment in time. Like yeah. I I felt really like beautiful and like seen. Um that meant a lot to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That means so much to me. Oh my gosh. I love that. Cause you know, that was the goal, right? Mm-hmm. The goal mm-hmm. was that black women like you and all over the world saw themselves in me and that's always the goal in in my in my work and in my art and I know it's the same for you mm-hmm. um and we'll get more into that but I want to start with some icebreaker questions yes. are you down okay I'm down. do you have a word for the year are you one of those people that like does a word for like or or like a resolution for 2024 Yes. Okay. So, I'm actually going to piggyback off my friend mm. who her word is receiving. Okay, For let's the get year. into it. Yes. So her name is Mari. So shout out to Mari. Mm-hmm. My word is receiving. I'm, I've stolen that from her. Okay. I borrowed it from her because she still owns it. <laughs> um, so my word for 2024 is receiving. What does that expound upon that? What does that look like for so you? So being open and receiving and not necessarily forcing things. Yes. But yeah. receiving it as it is. Because sometimes... Um, I just had posted on um, social. Sometimes we allow our wants to devalue what we have received. Mm, yeah. Because you want something, right? And instead of you focusing on what's right in front of you and what you've mm. received, you're focusing on, on what you want. So then it you allow it to have you in a state of frustration Yeah, because you didn't get what you want instead of a state of gratitude mm-hmm. for having what you received. Yep. So I'm... My 2024 is receiving. I love that. Mm-hmm. I, it's, as you were talking, I was just thinking, that, that, 
gratitude, 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 because that's that's what it is. Like being grounded in gratitude, you're able to look around you and see really just how much you have. And when you see how much you have, then you also see how much space you have for more, but also how like if you didn't get anything else, you're okay. I'm okay. You're okay. Yeah. But abundance is flowing your way. I mean, it's all over you. So I mean, I that's... I receive it. I receive it. Thank you. Yes. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we were kind of chatting before we, like, started the conversation, but 2023. Oh, girl, 2023 was a century. Do you hear me? Get into it. So what, talk to me about your 2023. How would you summarize it? What did you go through? What What did it feel like? I haven't worked since February. Let's start there. Okay. Let's can we have the real honest actor artist conversations, please? Let's start there. Yeah. And it it wasn't a I haven't worked like I'm depressed. It was I haven't worked. I'm idle. I feel unproductive. I feel like um with I have money, but I'm spending money. So mm. I'm spending money without making money. <laughs> Get it? You know, it. so yeah. it's like, all right now. <laughs> yeah. And then I was well aware that after strike, a lot of a lot of things is going to be on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. So the plans where I did have money coming in, will they still be coming in? So there was a lot of questions. There was a lot of time. Um, I also went through, when I say it was a century, it was a century, sis. I went through a breakup. <laughs> I was like, oh, Ooh. wow. Yes. A, a breakup and a, and a strike. Breakup and a strike. Um, and a show ending. A show ending. I was supposed to close on a home that didn't happen. I moved to New York. So, like, fully moved, moved? Like, like relocated, address change. To New York. To New York, to Brooklyn, East Flatbush. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. We've been focusing on Ghana. I didn't know you were in Brooklyn. Yes, yes. I moved in October. Okay. I started therapy. Amen. So 2023 was a century. I had a lot of change happen in 23. And I'm a Sagittarius. I like stuff Ditto. to be the same. You get me. Yes. Get, that's why I, get, I love <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. So it was just a lot happening <laughs> at mm-hmm. once. And a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. And a lot of having to be patient. But patience is not my strong point. Like it ain't even a soft point. I don't even like it. You're I don't even understand it. You're a Sagittarius. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was interesting. Okay, Gail, let's start at the beginning. What did Stone Mountain, Georgia give you? Stone Mountain, Georgia gave me a sense of pride of who you are Hmm. and a sense of community and love for the opposite sex as well in a platonic way. Okay. So I have female best friends and I have male best friends. Um, Stone Mountain gave me... So it's Metro Atlanta. And I feel like in Atlanta or on the west side or the south side, 
it may it's it's different than the east side because I technically I live on the east side. I grew up on the east side. I feel like we're more open and more um, personable. Mm. Even though everybody in Atlanta is great, I think we're more open to speaking to everyone. Okay. Um, it gave me that flexibility of seeing everyone as a friend. Mm. Um, I graduated from Stevenson High School, so I feel like greatness comes up out of our school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it gave me the confidence to be able to go anywhere in the world and not feel like a foreigner. Mm. Yeah, it gave me that. It, it it gave me the understanding that pro-black does not mean anti-anything. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. It, it gave me my, my foundation in my religion, mm. in God and in my ancestors. So it gave, it pretty much, I mean, it made me and it raised me. Mm. Yeah. Can you like paint the picture of home when you were young for me? What did it look like? What did it feel like? What did it smell like? Yeah. Um, so my mother is from deep South Georgia, Camden County. It's okay. like 15 minutes from Florida. Oh, wow. That's Her deep. and my father both. From the same county? Same county, same city. They grew up together? Yeah. Mm. They were childhood sweethearts. So my home smelled like real Southern food. Mm-hmm. Like my mom still makes um, homemade biscuits and uses a glass to cut them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rolls them on the counter and everything. Mm. Uh, she cleans the sink and seasons chicken in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So home always smelled like food. It always smelled like warmth, like a good grandmother's hug. Mm. Uh, it was always in and out. Like we would be, we played outside. Yeah, we had to. We wasn't doing stuff inside. Yeah. Just being before the streetlights come on. Correct. We had to read. <laughs> it smelled like um, black knowledge, like Ooh. wisdom and education. Yeah. Because she made sure that we read and we wrote essays. We did work outside of school, mm. but she didn't make it fun. Um, it 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 felt like and it smelled like your happiest weekday. Mm. Yeah, like wow. a lot of love, like a lot of love. My mom used to always tell us, "All my children will do great things." God said, "All my children." Sorry, God oh, said, great. "All my children will do great things." So I grew up hearing positive affirmations. You were affirmed from a very young age. Yes, so. This is, even though this is still a surprise to me, I also kind of knew it. It's a surprise to you? It's a surprise to me. Everything is a surprise to me, but I think the knowing is what makes me go. The knowing is what caused me to move from Atlanta to L.A. because I kind of knew. But it, every time people compliment me, I'm like, oh, my God, y'all are so nice. Mm. And people are like, no, you're, you're good. Like, nice is one thing, yeah. but this is the truth. So, yeah, I mean, home just, it, it smelled like love. Mm. I think when I look at love, I think that's what it smells like. Oh, wow. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank and you. it's a gift. Like so many people describe home very differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I think we, those of us who did have uh, upbringings that felt and smelled the way you just described, it does contribute to who you become as an adult. Mm-hmm. It does help frame what love is for you as a as a grown woman because of what you felt when you were a child. Um, it 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 allows you to go after dreams that other people might think are completely unattainable because you had a mom who told you that God told her mm-hmm. her child was going to do great things. Um, 
So I, I'm just, as your friend, I'm really happy that you have and had that. Thank you. I really am. Thank you. Um, if you could share with me maybe just some wisdom that your mom and or your dad have imparted upon you that's just always stayed with you or a moment that you'll always remember. So I'll never forget when I told my dad I was moving to L.A. Mm-hmm. He was so supportive. He was for it. Now, he didn't tell me this, but he called my mom and told her she needed to move with me. She needed to quit her job and move with me. <laughs> and how old were you? Uh, I ain't got to my age. <laughs> <laughs> but were you, like, young, young? Like, I was young. Word? Yeah. Like, I was young, but old enough to where... It's not even necessarily a thing of age. What I told my mom, because she was nervous. She was scared. Mm. She was like, you've never been. It's on the other side of the world. We don't know anybody out there. Yeah. And I'm like, Ma... God got me. You raised me to believe in God. Like, I'm good. Yeah. So I'll never forget my dad just being 100% behind me. He didn't even ask no questions. He didn't need to know. Um, And then when I was at their Sundance, I was trying to find a manager. Mm. And I had two. I had Principato Young on my line and I had Anonymous Content on my line. Mm -hmm. Two great management companies. Yeah, great. And so I asked my dad, and I said, well, this is the number one, and this one has really great clients. They both have great clients, but this one is the number one, and this, mm-hmm. you know, has more comedy and this and that. He told me, well, you can't win MVP if you don't go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> my dad is a football coach. He played in the NFL. He coached in the NFL. A lot of things he says does not make sense. <laughs> well, not that it doesn't make sense. It pertains to football. Yeah. So to me, I'm, I'm like, nah, I can't connect the dots. But I'm always happy to hear advice from him. Mm-hmm. Because to him, it made a lot of sense. And he says something and he's helped me. And that's what sticks with me. Just like the love and the care. And I feel one day it's going to connect. Like mm-hmm. right now, it still hasn't. <laughs> but mm. I'm like, okay, I'm still thinking, and this was 2015. Wow. I'm still like, okay, you can't win MVP if you don't go to the Super Bowl. Hmm. I get it. It tracks. You get it? It tracks? It's the c- clearest analogy I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's brilliant. Your dad's what? brilliant. Okay. Because what he's, it's, okay, it goes, <laughs> it goes back to this concept that I'm always talking about. Like, Especially as an artist, mm-hmm. as an I'll even just cut it down to an actor. It doesn't matter, really, unfortunately, in our business, most of the time, how good of work you're doing if you don't have the visibility. Ah. It doesn't matter. I could be doing Emmy Academy Award winning work, mm-hmm. but if it is so siloed and so niche and so non promoted, then that's where I'm going to stay, even though I could be MVP. The people that vote for me to be MVP didn't see me do the MVP work. Okay, you just made my <laughs> hair stand up. No, it connected. That, it just connected. That's what it is. And so sometimes it doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're in a season of your life or your career where you're fine being siloed. It's not about that. There's other times that, that it, it's very important that you are at the Super Bowl. Correct. Eligible to be MVP. Correct. Because of the way that it can propel you. Yes. And you have to decide. So at that time, I think your dad was saying, you're on the precipice of some stuff right Mm now. Mm -hmm. It worked out. I went with Anonymous. They were the number one management company. I've been with them ever since. 
Look at you now. And the, hey, hey now, say now. So I think you got it. I do. I think you got Thank I you. think you got it before now. It might have clicked in a different way, but you got it. Like mm. you whether it was on the surface or beneath the surface, that's part of why you made that decision. Because mm. you instinctively knew that. Mm-hmm. So so I that's love that. the advice from my dad. Shout and out my to mom, dad. Like I told you, she just has always said, all my children will be great. Mm. Like everything. So there was one time I told my mom, I said, so I booked this, I booked a show. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want, I can give you, because I feel like my family has, I've been supported from them by them all my life. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a place where I can sh- sh- shower them. Of course. So I said, yeah. okay. When I book my next show, I'll give you an episode. I'll mm. give you the uh, episode. Wow. And I thought I was going to book something. I didn't. So I said I didn't book it, but I have I have a gig that I did book. Do you want me to give you some money from this gig I booked? Or do you want to wait? I don't know when I'll book like my own show as a series regular. She said, that series regular is coming, so I'll just hold out. Mm. I said, okay. Okay. So she always speaks life. Even in moments where I don't see it, right? Mm. So that, everything she says sticks with me. I mean, they're both just really, I'm not going to lie, they're really great parents. Clearly. I'm blessed. Look at you. But I I even love, it's simple, but I love what you just shared about your mom. Because it was her, it was another seed that she was planting in your brain about how much she believes in your future and who you're going to be. Yeah. So she was like, I'll wait. Because I'm not going to be waiting long. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, and it did. And it's not about that. It's just about, like, my daughter is going to achieve that level of success. Mm-hmm. And I told her she would. Mm-hmm. So that's that gave that gave me chills, actually. That's amazing. Thank you. And you, you gave her the episode? Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How did that feel? It felt good. Yeah. It felt good. Like, man... I don't know how other people feel when they give, but mm. we Sagittarius. Yeah. We're givers. Yes. Like yeah. seeing other people happy in any form. Like I give compliments. I give hugs. Yeah. I just give because it makes me feel that's how I replenish. Mm-hmm. That's pouring back into Ditto. me. Ditto. Yeah. So yeah, it felt so good. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Okay, so take me to the moment when you knew you were going to pursue acting full-time. 2017, August. Okay. 2007. So this is after Sundance. This was after Sundance. Okay. Well, I knew I was going to pursue it, but I didn't know until until then. I didn't know it would be like my full time. Got it. Like okay. I thought I, I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure how that would look. Like if it's something that I do and mm-hmm. like acting, I could act for the rest of my life, and I would I would have to have another job. Yeah. So August 2017, I was working for Virgin America at LAX, 
Yeah, like at at the at the desk. Yeah. Yes. 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 And boarding people on the plane. Love flying Virgin, by the way. Shout out to Virgin. Yeah. Well, they they're about by Alaska now, so. Well, yeah. Well, Alaska's a whole other story, but <laughs> we're not. But when I had flown Virgin, it was, it was a amazing. delightful experience. Right? It really was. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I got fired. Okay, that took a turn. Okay. I had a coworker who <laughs> she is a fellow actress, um, but. She, so when I'm at work, I like to keep my worlds where they're at, yeah. right? She wanted to talk about acting all the time and give me this advice. This is like a this, show. Yeah, and I was just like, friend, I'm I'm good. Like, let's just do our job. Yeah. Like, we're sitting here checking people in. I don't want to talk about acting. Like, uh-huh. I'm sorry. And then, so when we were training one day, um, the Oscars was on. Mm. So she asked me about, you know, she just kept talking. And I was like, I'm really just here to see the, the wardrobe. <laughs> like... And see the winners. Normally, I don't. I don't watch the Oscars. So y'all are watching the the Oscars at work, though. We're at LAX watching the Oscars. No. So at this time, so first it was training. We trained over in Denver. Ah, got it. And okay. um, we would after class or whatever, we would all go into the lobby for happy hour and watch. Got it. And then when we came back and actually started working, that's when she would always try to talk to me about it. So then I had been working at the company for going on two years, and um. When we were watching, I said, I'm just here to look at the dresses. Like, I usually Google the winners. I don't watch the actual show. Mm-hmm. And then I look up the speeches online yeah. when I find out who had a great speech. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up going to my room because I was just annoyed. And then at work, that's when the situation happened. And I was just like, she took offense when I was like, hey, I just really don't want to talk about acting at work. Mm. So that kind of put a, like, stale taste in each other's mouth. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, I'll never forget, my grandfather had went into the hospital. I was working a double that day. I think I worked from like 9 to maybe 10.30, 9 a.m. to 10.30. It was a, a full day. And my grandfather went into the hospital. My mom called me while I was on the way to work that morning. And she asked me if I could fly down um, down there. So Camden doesn't have an airport. I had to fly into Duval to Jacksonville. Okay. I said, okay, cool. Um, oh, this I, is where your mom's from. We're there. Yes. Got it. Okay. I didn't have any clothes, but me and my grandma wore the same size. So I was like, that's fine. <laughs> I had just a book bag that I normally take to work. So I, I think my schedule, the flight to Duval was like at 9.15 or 9.10. We closed the doors 15 minutes prior. So I was working and I was trying to give my last few minutes of my shift away. Now, it wasn't until like maybe 8.50 where... I had only given away up to 9.30. And I kept asking my supervisor, I don't have any more flights. My flight's been done since 8 o'clock. Like, now I'm just here burning the clock. Please yeah. let me leave. Mm-hmm. You have more than enough people. So finally, at I think like 8.50, she was like, okay, fine. So I said, okay, cool. I'm going to run downstairs, clock out. I ran downstairs, clocked out, had my book bag. And I said, I just got to run through security. Because when you fly and when you work for the airlines, we don't never go through TSA. We can badge into another door. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to go back out and go through TSA and then get on the flight. So I said, I just got to run through TSA. She said, we don't have time. Just give me your book bag. It'll be here when you get back. I gave my supervisor my book bag. She put it in the locker. I got on the flight. I left. The girl, my coworker, she saw the whole interaction. Mm-hmm. She called corporate. She told them that I got on a flight without going through security. <gasps> no. Fellow Actress? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black actress, dare I say? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No. Still bad, but... Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So they did a whole investigation. <gasps> what happens, what you're supposed to do, that's a flight risk, right? That's a security breach. Everybody, they're supposed to deboard the whole plane, do a security search, and then allow everybody to get back on the plane. 
None of that happened. So even the people working the flight, the supervisor, the girl who told, nobody stopped what happened to even... So really, all of us should have been in trouble. But they fired me. I fought it with the union. I did not win. But I did. It went exactly how it was supposed to go. Okay. I did get unemployment, so I did not have to drive to the airport from the valley. Yes, you did. Uh-huh. And then my coworker still allowed me to use her flight benefits. So I still would be strolling up there flying. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. And then immediately after that, I booked Atlanta. I booked Chicago. Like PD. how soon after are we talking? So that happened in um August. They did the investigation all the way through September. I booked Atlanta in September. I booked Oof. Chicago PD in October. I booked Snowfall in November. No. So I've been working ever since I got fired. Back to back to back? Back to back to back. Back to back to back. This story is giving. (laughs) This is a trials to triumph story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is. I absolutely loved that job. Mm. And I used my benefits to, I mean, I flew everywhere. So I think it was one of those things where I just had to be pushed out. You wouldn't like you would have stayed longer I than you stayed. Mm. I would have stayed. But that was like, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing this full time. That was my, my my moment where I knew when I got approved for the because unemployment, they denied me at first. I had to um appeal it three times. Ugh, so I appealed it, they said no, they said no, and then I took it to a judge. Yes, and take I it met to a with judge. her in chambers. I showed her, I said, Look, I've never been in trouble. I've been at this job for going on two years, like killing it, picking up shifts, working double, triple overtime. Like they love me there. I've never been in trouble. I didn't get written up. They didn't do a thing where I just lose my flight benefits. They instantly just fired me, which is not okay. And it wasn't a thing where they had to fire me. Mm. So to be denied unemployment is crazy. So Mm -hmm. she approved my unemployment. I had it for a long time. And I worked and I've been working ever since. Amen. You know what I love about this story too? You have to know when to fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it would have been easy for you to be like, I was denied unemployment. Like, I don't have time to whatever. But you were like, no, I deserve unemployment. And you had the foresight to know that unemployment was going to help you as you were now going to be pursuing acting full time. Mm-hmm. Oh. Go, you, going back to like what you were saying about how like you were like, I hadn't worked since February. I remember just at like the top of the strike, a lot of actors, Billy Porter included, were talking about how like they were having to move and like mm-hmm. sell their homes. And people were so mean talking about like, why are you living in beyond your means? You should be able to. You're on a hit show. You should be able to. That's not how that works. <laughs> it's not how it works. And the thing is. Actors, artists, bankers, whatever, you you live within your means of what you make. Correct. When that then drastically changes, and like you said, the work that you expect to have coming up is no longer, then of course you have to make drastic changes. Like, of course, and when 40% of whatever we do make goes to other people... It's not, I don't care how much you hear that an actor is making, cut it in half. And then I try to tell people, like, (laughs) they were looking at artists during the strike as if, oh, you know, like you said, why are you living beyond your means? Okay, 
you want a reality check? Look at how what happened to people during the pandemic. Because that was us during the strike. We went through two pandemics. <laughs> two, yeah. Two pandemics of no money, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Everything stopped. No possibility of even making money. It's not like, it's one thing to for the industry to be going and you're just auditioning. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing when it's like, it's nothing happening. Everything is frozen. Mm-hmm. It's different. Well, you don't have an option. I felt like the strike came at the worst time. I said, for me, I I felt like I was on a high, and then it was like, I just got slapped out of heaven. I said, oh my goodness. I just keep thinking, like, I know that God always has a plan. Correct. That I'm not confused about. Correct. And I'm excited to see, because I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like having deja vu. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like. I, I'm I'm feeling the same feelings that I was feeling and in, in now that I was feeling in the beginning of 2023, except I feel like things weren't able to matriculate mm-hmm. due to the strike. So now I feel like now that there isn't the strike, maybe the things can just go on through. Yeah, go on through this time. A year I feel later. good. I definitely <laughs> feel like, um, because this always happens, right? Whenever mm-hmm. something bad happens in my life, I always know that God is following it up with something phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah. 2023 was probably close to the worst year of my life. Mm-hmm. So I know. Yeah, it can and only it, go it's up. it's the same for so many people in our industry because of the strike. So I know it's going to be amazing, right? And there's so many people who are like, oh, well, the contracts aren't that great. And we were on pause for this long. There's good coming. There has Gratitude, to be. not frustration. Mm. So, receiving, receiving. I'm receiving. We're receiving. I don't know about everybody else, but yeah, we're I don't know what y'all got going yeah. on. <laughs> we are receiving. But the way my God is set up, yes. <laughs> I know good is coming. Yeah. So I feel good, even um, and, and we had to go through it. Had I, to. I feel like I, I'm not the same person I was in 2023. Mm-hmm. I've evolved a lot. Hmm. I've matured emotionally. Mm. Um, and my my focus has shifted. In what way? So I believe I've gotten real clear about the impact I want to leave. Like just mm. the other day I was walking in New York and I, I thought to myself of the fear of dying, right? Am mm. I afraid to die if I was to ever go? And... I asked myself because, and, and I, I got to this point because in New York, it was originally like, I, I'm from Georgia. So we, you we open carry. Like I'm everywhere I go, I have a gun. Mm. So to be in New York, that's the only thing that made me be like, mm, I might have to move back because I walk and I take the train and yeah. to not be able to have my gun on me mm. is a little, it makes me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. But um, I had to ask myself, well, if anything were to ever happen, you know, I just want to be at peace. And how could I be at peace? And I realized if every time, am I okay with, Everything I've said. Am I okay with everything I've done? Mm. Like, I don't want to pass and there be something that I said that may have rubbed somebody the wrong way. Like, I'm not comfortable. Not not rubbed them the wrong way, but left me feeling yeah. wrong. Yeah. Like, that I, I didn't treat them right or I, didn't, I wasn't kind to them or I didn't give my all in something. Mm-hmm. So as long as I live like that with every encounter, with every project, with every person, then I'm good. Yeah. And that's... That's just where my mind is now. Like, I just want everything to be at its best. I want to be at my best. And when, when I do pass, I want people to feel like I I acknowledge them mm-hmm. and that I led with love. Yeah. And that's just where I'm at. Like, last year was different. It was different type of, like, I'm still grinding. Uh, well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I, I feel like I'm lighter. 
Mm, ditto, actually. Okay, so I want to talk about legacy. Okay. Because you are building a home mm-hmm. in Ghana. I am. And and I want to make sure I'm hearing this right. Do you have family in Africa that like lives there permanently? I do. Okay, talk to me about your your family, your origin in Africa, and then you building this legacy, your own home in Africa. Okay, so my brother, he, his name is Sean. Sean Myers, he has a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Now, he went to Africa. He went to Ghana the very first time in 2002. But he actually moved there in 2016. Okay. Yeah. So he he purchased land in like 2008, 2009, um, started building a home, and then he relocated him and his family. He has six kids. Him and his wife have six kids. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to visit and was just mind blown. Like, all I knew about Africa was what I saw on TV and the commercials that say, you can help a child for five cents. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea. Right. And I went over there and just to experience the collectiveness of our people and just to experience a place of love and not so many rules and regulations, but an unspoken language Excuse mm-hmm. me, that works. Right. That helps them continue on and move forward in, yeah. in, a, in a soft way. And I said, oh, man, this is so peaceful. This is so bliss. I have to come back. And what I gained, what I felt the continent poured into me when I was over there was just something that we could never get in America. Mm. I felt I came back to the States feeling like unconquerable. Wow. I came back feeling anything that I could think of or believed I could achieve. Mm. I seriously felt like I harnessed all of the tools and the resources I need to get wherever I want to go. Wow. Yeah. It was it was just honestly unbelievable. He now so the place that I went to, Kazi, mm-hmm. they built a school. It's in the Volta. Th- that was he went over there, he built a school over there. He's like pouring into the community. He's taking his knowledge and his wisdom from America and making sure that he spreads it over there. Mm. And it's just it's beautiful to watch. He's been an inspiration. And he's from here. Yeah. He's from Camden County, Georgia. <laughs> So to see him take his whole family, like his wife, she grew up and they both grew up in Atlanta, but she's from Guyana Mm. and see them go over there and just thrive has been, it's been inspiring. They were doing six months there, six months here. And then when the pandemic happened, um, they didn't come in 20, they didn't come back in 2020. So they've been over there ever since. Wow. And it was just like, when he bought land, girl, he bought half an acre for $1,800. One thousand eight hundred dollars, half an acre. Now this was in 08. Yeah, but and he owns it off the yeah, grid. Like you're yeah. not paying a mortgage. Yeah, he built his home. So just watching his whole process and hearing about it was so inspiring. There they build as you go. So when I, I bought now, granted prices have went up. I bought a quarter acre and I had to pay forty two hundred. Mm-hmm. But that's still good. That's amazing it's still i'm building a three-story home with a balcony a sauna inside we have a a tennis and a basketball court a pool and i'm spending less than a hundred thousand dollars and i'm building as i go so it's not like i had to pay everything at once i can send five thousand here send ten thousand there you know and they they're gonna exhaust it and our dollar is 12 to 1 So I'm able to build and take time. So when the strike happened, when the pandemic happened, I'm going to put everything on pause. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to continue to send money. I'm not going to be able to go over there. I'm not going to build. 
but it's it's where it's at, right? Yeah. So in America, we can't, we're not awarded, I'm sorry, excuse me, we're not afforded the opportunity to, okay, something has happened, there's an emergency in your life, you don't get to pay no bills. Mm-hmm. We don't have that opportunity. So to be over there and have, my place is completely off the grid, so I have a water tank, I have solar panels, and it's just, it's in the hills, right? Mm-hmm. It's like an hour away from the airport, 45 minutes to an hour from the airport. But it's, the view is so phenomenal. It's like living in Calabas, Hollywood Hills. Wow. Like, it, it's real beautiful. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I love that you had a big brother as, like, an inspiration. Oh, I'm the baby. I have five, of, five older brothers. I mean. I'm the only girl. Which is, I, but we have a brother that lives in Africa with his family. And, like, the whole time you were talking, it made me think about Marcus Garvey and just mm-hmm. like that. What you're living is the dream that he had for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knew everything you were saying about home, which is what I consider Africa, mm-hmm. is exactly what he knew we would feel and what he had felt and wanted all of his people to feel. Yeah. And I- I'm deeply inspired by hearing about your experience. And it's so funny because, of course, everyone's like... <laughs> So is she, she's doing Wanda in real life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So was that, did you I'm like pitch go- that? No. So, oh. okay, Trevor, Trevor Ingleson, he goes, Gelbin, you want to know if you bless? <laughs> we going to Ghana to shoot Snowfall. Wanda's going to Ghana. I've been going to Ghana every year since 2016 for leisure. So to go for work was just mind blowing. I didn't pitch it. I didn't know it was coming. When they told me, I was my, I was like, wait, what? Are you serious? Wow. I was like, are we? Wait. And my mom was over there at the time. She was getting ready to come back, and I was like, just stay until I come Aww. because then I'll miss you. I won't get to see you. So she stayed. Your longer. mom was there. My mom was there visiting my brother. It was. Perfect. This is the best story ever. It the was behind perfect. the scenes of mm-hmm. Wanda in Ghana. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was perfect. And so you are, you got there. You weren't new. You I was like, not. I've been here. I was not new. I got family here. <laughs> wow. Yes. I love hearing that. It's a, I'm doing a housewarming, which so. In Ghana? Yes. Girl, I'm And I've you. never been. Oh, okay. I know. When I have my housewarming. Y'all have I to go. I know. I yes. know. So that was crazy is that was my first home purchase, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm building it from ground up. So congratulations. I had to, we yeah. had to buy the land. Clear the lot, like do the whole rendering with the architect, everything. Yeah. And it was my first experience and it was it's been so easy and so pleasant. Mm-hmm. Right? It's been tedious, of course, because yeah. you're really picking out things and looking through stuff. But it's been pleasant. And it's been soft. Ease. And then I bought a home in America. Mm. Girl. Yes, you did. Girl. Yes, you did. Lord, <laughs> Lord, I swear. I swear, it almost drove me insane. Mm. And this is a second attempt because the first time I tried to buy a home, it ran me away. Mm. Like the process and the discrimination. Oh, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Like they were asking me questions as if I was making illegal money. You have my my tax return. It was so difficult. Mm -hmm. It was basically redlining without putting it in writing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Daryl and I talk about it all the time when we sell our home or do whatever we do when we're ready for our next home. Like... We 1,000% can't have the pictures of us in our home. Our home is the blackest house in America. <laughs> like, there's no way. And that sucks. It does. But that's that's, that's real. What Donald it's, Glover said, this is America? It, 
That's but amazing. I couldn't believe it. It was honestly a night and day process. Mm. So I just when I when I do have my housewarming, one thing I really want to do is bring people over there. Yeah, and we celebrate it and we have a good time and they enjoy the continent. Yes, and it's just love. That's amazing. I can't wait. Thank you, Gail. What has been your takeaway from our conversation today? Uh, some one thing that I already knew is that you were amazing. Oh, thank you. And you have so much more in store. And I just I'm I'm happy to see and to know you at this level mm. because this is nowhere near the tip. Oh, thank you. It's just. It's beautiful. Thank you for seeing me. Of I feel course. incredibly seen by you. I always have. Of course. Um, and then from this, it's just you have something special, hmm. right? It's one of those things where it's positive and love. Sometimes people think that it's the clickbait, right? And it's the gossip that will get the views and get the platform and cause the longevity. But you're operating from a genuine and a pure place. Right. From a place of love, which is from your parents. And it's just only going to continue to grow. And it's what's needed. Mm, Like I needed this. Mm. I told you today was a long day. This was like a pause and a slow down to just like be present. Yeah. And be in a place of gratitude. I received that. Yeah. Thank you, sister. You're doing what's needed. Thank you. Thank you. My takeaway is... I'm just so grateful to know and and have and have God send me people like you along my journey. You know, I've been in LA for in a couple of weeks, 14 years. Oh wow. And you know, he sends people to me along my journey that he's like this is this is another person to add to your journey and into your orbit that I want you to grow with mm-hmm. and evolve with and celebrate with. And I'm just so grateful that he sent us to one another. And on top of that, I'm grateful to have a sister who is inspiring me to like go back to Africa. Not that I haven't always wanted to, but there's something about seeing a, a sister in front of me saying, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to live there mm-hmm. part time. Like, I, I want you to come home with me. Go. That is so special to me. And I don't know if I've ever had anybody do that for me in my life. And I can't tell you how much it means and ancestrally how much I know they're proud. Thank so, you. Thank you, sister. I honor you. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. I and I'm so you. proud of you. Thank you. One thing, um, part of why I'm building a home is because I want people to go back. I want to encourage it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want there to be an excuse of, not really an excuse, but, you know, there's certain hindrances yeah. that cause us to be hesitant. So when my house is finished, I want it to be a place where people could go and stay for free. Mm. All you got to do is buy your flight. So you don't have to worry about trying to find a good, safe area or somewhere to stay. You have that. Yeah. And I'm just going to ask people, like, you know, leave something for the people who do clean mm. or the people who do come and cook for you. But here's somewhere to help give you that push if you need it. So when it's done, if you want to go. I I will be there. We will be there. Daryl and I will be there on the first thing smoking. I okay, promise you, you that. Okay, you gotcha. You heard it Thank here. you so much. <laughs> you heard. We're going to Ghana. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sis. This is great. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by LWC Studios for OWN. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lentigua. Our managing producer is Fatima Al-Swiffy. 
Shanice Tyndall is our lead producer. Jordan Thompson is our marketing coordinator. This episode was mixed by Trin Lightburn. Michelle Baker is our video editor. This episode was recorded at Spotify Studios, LA. Promotional consideration, products and services furnished by Spotify. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you did, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.